0: Welcome to The Goth and the Sloth. I'm your sloth, Matt. And I'm Luna the Goth. This is the podcast of two friends living a country apart, living our best lives, and what we're getting into. We thought we'd take the first part of this podcast to talk about the COVID-19 pandemic, how it affects our lives, how it affects your lives, and how it affects everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly that. I might even add some reverb to that, (laughs) because... yes (laughs) no i like the evil one more
0: (laughs) so how you doing
1: um fine
0: all right
1: (laughs) how are you doing
0: (laughs) you know hanging in there covid's coming back in a big way it's back baby It,
1: it is it's it's making a comeback pretty big one
0: which we will get into now (laughs) so what's going on in the uh greater virginia area
1: uh so virginia we have 60,570 cases so that's up about 4,000 about over 4,000 cases um from last week wow yeah Uh, We have 6,071 hospitalized, which is, it looks like about, math just got hard for a second, about (laughs) 350-ish hospitalized last week. And then we have 1,700 deaths, and that is about 220 up from last week. So, we went from, you know, about, like, less than 100 deaths a week to over yeah. 200 deaths. <laughs> so, it's definitely on a return swing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, As far as Virginia, we have, we're officially in phase three. So, um, that's a thing, I guess. But, we don't. I was talking to somebody, and I was like, how many phases are there? And everyone's like, Uh So I don't know what phase three means. Um,
0: On the fifth anniversary of our uh, podcast, they'll be like, we're in phase 467. Exactly.
1: (laughs) We're still in the reopening process. And uh, this week, we have decided to reopen, I don't know.
0: Sweatshops. I don't know. First thing came to my head. What?
1: <laughs> this is how this is how dark we are, guys. We've reached the point where our banter is just horrific, <laughs> with a capital H. Um. So phase three, we have uh on their website when I was looking it up, there's this giant ad, like huge, like one third of the page as you scroll down, that is like bright red or orange and it's like we are hiring 1200 contact tracers so i guess they want a contact trace i don't know what you what's that mean need yeah. to be one <laughs> i don't know what you need to do but they're they have a desire to do it
0: is this is the new was- census thing they're gonna send people door to door like have you been in contact with anyone in covid how long oh you my-
1: God, could you imagine how quickly those people would get shot? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Okay, anyway.
0: <laughs> that's There's that dark banter again. <laughs> there's a theme.
1: <laughs> this is going to be a good episode, guys. Um, okay, so phase three includes uh, more guidelines around staffing. Uh, so taking breaks for hand washing, um, providing... A way for hand washing to happen a lot if that wasn't already the case. So, restaurants should be good, really. You'd should hope be. so. <laughs> it asks for employers to screen employees as they arrive for work uh, and encourages employees to self monitor themselves for symptoms. See, all of this sounds nice in a utopia, but in a world where everybody is desperate for money because mm-hmm. we've been quarantined and locked down um i think that's a big ask
0: it is well
1: that's and even personal take
0: even not just the money thing but we've been pre-programmed in america to work 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 so you're gonna be like no this sore throat is it's fine i'm just gonna tell him about it it's it's fine you know oh Absolutely. my i'm a little achy it's it'll be just fine
1: you're so right that is very very american culture like it's so hard for us to take care of ourselves. We just work ourselves to death. Um, It also appears that phase three urges but does not require a workplace to develop or adopt a flexible sick leave policy so workers can stay home if they have COVID. Again, that seems like a nice idea, but how many, how many employers are, maybe the big ones,
0: yeah. But
1: anyway. That's
0: one of those things that uh should have been in place, you know, years ago before any of this, but Yeah, yeah.
1: like basic human rights. Yeah. <laughs> um and then also it encourages that you designate a staff person to manage COVID concerns. And I wrote in my notes dot 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 all caps what? So You're going to ask one employee to take on the responsibility of whether or not people are showing up to work with COVID? Wow, yeah. That sounds like such a liability hassle. It also sounds like so much pressure for one person, especially if they're remotely empathetic. It's just, that's, what?
0: Yeah, we have a that whole should... we have a whole board. We we have presented a, a COVID uh, board that decides what we're doing. Like it's a group of and manag- management partners.
1: Yeah, it should <laughs> be partners. It should be the managers. Yeah. It should be like not even the manager, it should be the owner. The owner is the one it should be responsible. Buck stops with the owner. Yeah. I don't know. That's that, crazy. That, that was surprising to me and upsetting. Um, There are a bunch of guidelines for social gatherings. You can guess what they are. Um, But it doesn't really... I, what I'm seeing is that phase three seems to be a bunch of additional suggestions, but it doesn't really change anything okay. about how many people can be in a space or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's Virginia. And then on the larger scale, I mean everything still sucks um
2: yep
0: everything (laughs) is awful
1: (laughs) exactly uh trump wants to take away health insurance during a pandemic um
0: seems reasonable
1: and florida and texas are struggling real bad and it sucks and it's all bad i just saw someone uh that um posted that I think they're in Houston, and the biggest hospital in Houston is out of our uh, ICU beds. So,
0: not yep. good.
1: Not great. How's Colorado? <laughs> uh,
0: we're doing slightly better. So we have uh, thirty-one thousand seven hundred ninety-six confirmed cases, which is up two thousand from the previous week, which is a hundred percent increase from the week prior week so we're going back up yeah uh we have 5392 hospitalizations now this is um a continuous number i I realize this listening to one of our podcasts there isn't this many people hospitalized this is how many have gone to the hospital since they've started okay i I believe that's how this number works (laughs)
1: Okay, I think that's how our number works too.
0: Yeah, because you'd see this go down a couple weeks instead of constantly climbing, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's
1: that's what I understood it to be in the first place.
0: But just a little clarification just okay, in case. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> so we're up, uh, that's up 84 uh, from the previous week, which is again another increase from the previous week. And we're up uh, around 1,482 deaths, which is 65 cents last week, which is on par week to week still. Good. Um,
1: Well, it looks like Colorado's holding
0: out. We're trying. Uh, So, in uh, other news, uh, Mayor Hancock, the uh, Denver mayor, has said they're not going to open up anything more for the time being because of the increase. So, we're not closing anything additional, but we're going to kind of go like, oh, wait, let's see how this pans out, and then we can continue further, which I think is nice and responsible, I think
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think that i don't know i i'm thankful that you guys aren't seeing it yet but it almost feels like just hold your breath kind of thing because the other shoe will drop at some point waiting for it but i hope not like i really genuinely hope not so we'll see we will so
0: yeah things keep kind of doing their thing um Another thing I remember from a previous podcast I listened to is uh, I did look into our Ren Fair, and it has been pushed to the end of August into September. It's going to be shorter, and um, yeah, they're kind of waiting until the end of August. So,
1: okay, that makes sense. I was wondering, like, because they can't push the whole thing because it's a circuit. Yeah. So, um, unless the whole circuit's delayed.
0: Yeah, I don't uh yeah but that's uh, that's all we Find got out. yeah as of right now it's been postponed and yeah it's gonna be less weeks total so
1: all right that's well. what
0: it is um milk bar is uh opened again teen uh Dj slave one just posted about that she'll be doing an outdoor on the patio djing with that sounds about uh, right. with limited people and masks um i'm not going but good on them right
1: <laughs> Yeah, like uh, Fallout's open here too, but it's not open for dancing. Uh, so it's open for dine in. Uh, so get your grub on, but. And good music will be playing. Yeah. But.
0: <laughs> and. Uh, you
1: have to stay very far away from other people.
0: And in the uh, country at large, we hit our single highest week to week peak, if you didn't already hear that. So it is not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, it seems like it was sort of falling off like as even to the point like do we need to start pivoting the podcast a little or are we like and then it's just like no nah, I'm back! <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah
1: it's wild watching specifically Florida and Texas. I mean people are losing their minds in all directions. Yeah. People are getting very sick people are dying, people are scared because they see that it's real and then you have The wackos out there that are screaming in their city halls about their freedoms and it's, I just, I I don't know, it breaks my brain. I don't, I don't even know how to deal with it. I watched a video and I was like, I, I can't relate to this person. Like at all (laughs) anymore. Even, you know, usually you get your, your, you got the nutty people on the other side of the aisle from you and you look at them and you're like, okay, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Like, I understand the fear. I understand being economically disenfranchised. But you're you're screaming about being asked to wear a mask on property that's not yours. I don't get it
0: yeah no we're yeah it's it's the free market like if you don't if a shop says you can't shop there because you don't want to wear a mask and that angers you go somewhere else that won't let that doesn't tell you to wear a mask right like it's 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 the free market elsewhere
1: Mm, you don't have to shop yeah world world's crazy covid's back
0: yep and other news in the world too uh people i'm inviting on twitter are very mad at america Because uh, we can't get our shit together, so movies won't come out because we're one of the biggest markets, so they keep getting pushed back. And they're like, would you get your shit together so you can put out movies? God damn it, America.
1: (laughs) That is pretty great. I would like to join their cause. I would like us to get our shit together, too, so that we can have more movies, because yeah this
0: sucks yeah we mentioned the regals opening but uh the main big one that was going to come out is tenant has been pushed back so if they continue with their opening plan is there going to be anything to even see
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know it's it's
0: it's very much it feels to to me this week it's very much back like it didn't go anywhere but it feels like it's um, yeah, it's, it's taken. There's certainly
1: a resurgence. There's probably not a resurgence in North Dakota, but in like super populated mm-hmm. areas, there's a resurgence. It's coming.
0: So, uh, what's going on in your life? What's new in the world of Luna?
1: Um, let's see. Uh, I really like my living room set now. I can... I spend anytime I get overwhelmed, I just walk from wherever I am in the apartment and lay on my couch and stare at the ceiling and then the cat comes and bites me. It's like our little <laughs> ritual. Um, so I'm not mad about that. I like having like I don't know. I just like the vibe in my living room now. Good. Um I had a weird run in with a neighbor. Uh uh It wasn't the first time, there there is one particular neighbor that hates me, and he has made it very clear, and he also likes to walk up to my windows, like directly up to my windows, and yell at me through them. Um, and I'm not really in a position to say anything back right now with the national situation, so that's great. But this wasn't him. Uh, This <laughs> was someone else. I was leaving because I had decided I'm going to have backyard margaritas with some local people, and we're going to do a social distancing margarita scream into the void gathering. And so I was like, I'm going to do this thing. And I took a shower, which is like rare nowadays. (laughs) It's like once every three days. tops (laughs) tops <laughs> and uh and I leave my apartment and this guy is like so his truck was pulled up to someone else's car to give them a jump so they're like nose to nose but where I'm trying to get out of my parking lot that's kind of like a bottleneck like I have to go through this one area to leave the parking lot and his truck was blocking it so it's like a giant truck it's a white dude with a trucker hat on not a Trump hat, just a trucker hat. And right now, in today's climate, that's a terrifying sight for yeah. me. So I'm sitting in my car, and I'm like, okay, I'll just wait, I guess. You know, jump the car, wait to get out. So I'm sitting in my car, and he, like, looks at me, unclips the thingy medus that you put on the
0: jumper cables. energy giver.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and, uh... You, he like walked over to the side of his truck and just stared, like stood there and stared at my car, uh, stared at me through my car, and I like waved at him and smiled and was like, "I'll just wait, you know, whatever." And he just like did not respond. His eyes were like dead, and his he didn't like respond at all to me smiling and waving at him, and just stared at me. And I was like, "Oh God." Am I going to die? What's happening? Who is this guy? And then he got into his car and like pulled up about two inches. So I like squeezed my car around and like scraped by the curb, uh, literally, and then left. It was a very strange interaction. So I don't like leaving the house. I already didn't like leaving the house. Now I really don't like leaving the house. So fuck outdoors.
0: <laughs> I live here now. Forever forever what about you um so yeah no, um well, i guess the big news of the week of course is i went and got my first covid test um thought i could share Ray. that experience with everybody um yeah so go? it's good uh so colorado you can go to the pepsi center at any time and get a covid test it's a drive-through so you're not waiting in a line you're not sharing air you're in your car so that's already very cool Uh, If you are doing it, quick tip is uh, you save some time if you register uh, beforehand and you have 24 hours from when you register to go get your test done.
1: Um, Oh, good to know.
0: Cool. And yeah, I showed up uh, at 8 o'clock when they first opened because I don't start work till 930. So I was like, "Eh, I might be able to get done before work. And if not, I'll show up a little late and be fine. And uh, yeah, it was pretty fast. I got home in plenty of time. Even had time to stop by uh, Starbucks and, you know. It was easy. And Yay. they they give you a Q-tip. You rub it in your nose, both nostrils, and give it back. And that's it. You're on your way.
1: Wow. Cool. So no brain tickling.
0: No. Looks like we're past that at this point.
1: I don't know if we are. I've seen some videos where people are still doing that in some places. Maybe it's just cruel punishment. Like, they're like, <laughs> I've been working for 30 hours straight. I'm going to scratch your brain with this Q-tip. <laughs> That would not be the case. Our healthcare workers are awesome, and they are doing everything they can. <laughs> they are. I, It's not that at all. But it'd be funny if it was. It'd wasn't. Be fun to
0: think. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's, I'm still waiting on results. Um, tomorrow is the like the latest that they said I should get it back. Um, okay. But you know, there might be a backup too. It's a lot of people are testing, and that's good.
1: Sure, absolutely, yeah. No, it's the responsible thing to do. It's great.
0: But it uh, has been 14 days also since I uh, last went to a uh, protest, so mm-hmm. no symptoms or anything. So That's also Generally good. Generally seem but... to be on the clear, but good to get a test anyways.
1: Exactly, especially since we know that asymptomatic carriers are like a third of the population, which is terrifying.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I might even look into getting a, um, uh, antibody test to see if I was... Um, a semantic carrier.
1: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, like, I mean, yes, you can do that. I'm not saying like we'll <laughs> see if you. Get that. <laughs> I'll see if you get what test. Uh, uh, uh. We'll see. No, I um, I, I'm just curious the role that, like, how helpful that is in the larger scale of things. Like, it's helpful on a, like a micro scale, not a macro scale. Doesn't seem like it's.
0: It's helpful to map um, where it's been and who's had it. It won't help us get a cure. Pers- well, I don't know, maybe. It's just it's information. Yeah, it is. It's not really gonna help a whole lot. That's why I'm like, I'll look into it, but it's not on it's top not of priority. my list.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And they're not very um, good yet, still. Exactly. So. Yeah. There's
1: also the part where it's like it might whatever it says is probably a lie and i'm like why why would i do it i just anyway
0: so you know but yeah that's the kind of big thing for me this week is yeah i went and got tested and it's not as bad as you think and i'd say in at least the pepsi center you don't have to get a referral too you don't have to be like oh the doctor said to go get a test you can just be like i'm a little worried i saw this person i'm gonna go get a test
1: yeah i don't think I wonder if you need a referral anywhere in the in the United States right now.
0: Uh, a couple places, when I looked online, uh, require either you're showing symptoms, or mm. you've had a referral. Um, those are a lot of the um, urgent cares and whatnot.
1: Okay, well that makes sense, and they probably have limited resources. Exactly. Yeah. They have other shit they're they're doing outside of just testing for COVID.
0: Yeah, where the Pepsi Center, that's that's all they're set up for. That's what they're doing. There's no mm-hmm. games going on, so the whole parking lot's completely open, and that's what they're doing, so awesome, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think uh, we should get into the uh, topic of the day.
1: Cool, cool. So today's topic was uh, brought, or inspired, really inspired by uh, Twitter user Lady at Lady. so whoever you are, thank you very much for giving us a topic idea uh because i found it really interesting and i was like let's do it so
0: <laughs> yeah that's what we're doing so what was the tweet do you want me to read the tweet all right it would be exciting if you could talk about putting technology in the hands of poor and minority students um when someone is going to s- or gamers unite when is when is someone going to see there is no stem or steam for kids passed over for even the most rudimentary education and technology skills.
1: Right. Yeah. So basically, um, as I said, today's topic is inspired by this tweet. Yeah. So uh, I am. Well, me, I'm pretty passionate. We're going to talk about something I'm pretty passionate about, which is education. Um, And I, I don't know if Matt is passionate about it or not. (laughs) <laughs> I am. Uh, but specifically, uh, we're going to talk about the effect of COVID on education and specifically the impact of poor communities. So the way that this ties in with the tweet is what sp- it sparked this idea because I was thinking about uh, the technology that's needed in order for kids to continue going to school remotely mm-hmm. and how those in poor communities have a harder time accessing internet and good equipment even if the school provides it if the school doesn't have a lot of funding then the equipment's not gonna be very good exactly so anyway um <laughs> so uh, do you want me to just like kick off
0: yeah my, just jump into it man
1: my spiel uh, I'm not a man bro uh
0: I jump into it <laughs> <laughs> now it just sounds <laughs> creepy when you had a lady
1: <laughs> i just i i don't know i didn't know what to expect but i am not let down by your response it was fantastic <laughs> thank you for entertaining me okay so uh we know that covid's impact on education has been massive uh from primary through higher education uh every everyone's feeling it it's it's all over the news headlines everywhere it would literally take an entire podcast to just talk about the nuances of education and funding for education. Yeah. And that is not the show. So that's not what we're going to do, but we are going to talk about, uh, the poor communities, like I mentioned, um, in this new pre COVID vaccine world. Mm-hmm. Sound good. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, <laughs> Check with you beforehand, so hopefully you're not like, no. Oh, wait, I thought we were talking decided. about uh,
0: the Loch Ness monster, and
1: Ooh, that could be next research. week. <laughs> I hope that is Nessie. Anyway, okay. So, I personally, as the goth of the podcast, <laughs> <laughs> I mostly want to bring awareness to two main issues that I am legitimately worried about. I'm worried about educational debt and I'm worried about the economy of education. So educational debt is a term that I came across when a post shared in the Washington Post by Jack Schneider. Uh, educational debt is a um, sorry, educational debt was coined as far as I can tell by educator Gloria Ladson Billings. She said that it It is the damage done to particular communities by the historic, economic, socio-political, and moral decisions and policies that characterize our society. So, the idea of educational debt is something that has been blowing up right now. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with the civil unrest. Um, It's just, it's on the tip of everyone's tongues. You've seen a lot of posts about it. People keep talking about what they have and have not learned in their education based on where they live, uh, their neighborhood, who their teachers were, etc. For example, I grew up in Central Florida uh, when I was going to primary school. My education in primary school was very different than Matt's
0: education. Yeah, we're (laughs) finding out a lot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's a reason why... I am just now learning as a grown ass adult about the Tulsa um, massacre. Massacre. Thank you. Uh, I was gonna say race riot, but also that.
0: Yeah, this is a pretty much a massacre. Actually, I didn't know about it until Watchmen, either. To be honest,
1: I don't think anybody knew it before, other than like historians, but yeah, um, and probably people in Tulsa. So yeah, like there's a reason. I'm only now learning about that there's there's a reason I'm only now learning the actual history of the Black Panthers and not the literal propaganda from our government about it like there's just so much that I'm learning even even like the buffalo soldiers like anyway it could, it goes <laughs> on and on and on so uh Educational systems, as we know, are put in place by the majority, including the wealthy. And anyone who doesn't fit that class is effectively erased, or at least their voice is silenced in forming that history. And more importantly, well, not more importantly, but concurrently forming the education that future generations will learn. So this pandemic has the potential to make this much worse by creating an educational system for children that relies on internet internet access uh, parents at home to help them learn and general stability home life stability um all of those things are much more difficult to come by in poor communities and i i mean poor communities which are both black white brown they're everything everybody there's poor people in every
0: every race um
1: race This pandemic also has the potential to allow for even more egregious corners to be cut in the content of education given to our youngest generations, which right now feels like an outright affront to the Black Lives Matter movement and all of the social change that people are trying to make right now. On the flip side, (laughs) this pandemic could provide an opportunity to make it, better to actually recognize the inequities of the current educational system and empower municipalities to uh, do something about it yeah so i hope that's what happens but
0: (laughs) i mean that's i i mean we're seeing that in a lot of stuff in general since we've you know shifted everything because of covid so yeah, hopefully this is another thing that we reevaluate just like companies are reevaluating their work from home policies and their sick leave policies. This is something as a society and a culture that we should reevaluate in general. Like how does school go forward?
1: Absolutely, I completely agree. And so that kind of brings me to the second thing that I'm worried about, which is the economy of education. So when I say the economy of education, I mean both the financial side and the st- Staffing the people that work in education so um, the workers that keep the educational system going and so we there are or there were hundred and thirty thousand nine hundred and thirty K through 12 schools in the United States in 2019 so just think of how many people it would take to run, over a hundred thousand schools and I mean like everything from teachers, staff, meals, transportation, groundskeepers, administration, everything. Yeah. That is a lot of people. That's a lot. <laughs> and so and they're everywhere is the other thing. You can't say geographically these people are here or there. They're mm-hmm. literally all over the United States by as a rule. Yeah. Um so if the education system takes a huge hit financially. I mean, which workers would feel the impact first?
0: Like probably support and teachers.
1: Exactly. Like what happens to their families? What happens to those children if they lose stability in their home? They lose income. It's you can say what you want about public schools, but they are necessary and everyone has a right to education. Yeah. The poorest communities don't have many options. If you have money, you have options—just charter schools, private schools. You have lots of options to get a "quote unquote" better education, and many times it is better education because you have money. But um, that doesn't mean that the poor, poorer communities don't deserve an actual education with good teachers and good funding, yeah, good absolutely. facilities, yeah. good equipment. Um. So this is the part where I get real mad. Go for it. So then enters Betsy DeVos. She is the educational secretary, education secretary under the Trump administration. And she sucks. She just sucks. I'm going to get that out of the way because you'll probably get that I feel that way by the tone of my voice. Wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Are you saying somebody Trump hired isn't very good? (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't know if that tracks. I don't know. Right, that's never
1: happened before. Yeah, this woman, I just—it just feels like she watched every evil stepmom character and was like, "Yes, I will embody this character in all the worst ways and get hired by the Trump administration." Ugh. Anyway, so uh, this is from a New York Post New York Post article that was published either today or yesterday. Uh, It says, under a new rule issued by the education secretary, Betsy DeVos, school districts are ordered to set aside a portion of their aid for private schools uh, using a formula based on the total number of private school students in the district. Public, this is no longer the quote, uh, public schools are saying that the funds should be divided by the number of low income students at the private schools rather than the total enrollment. Yeah. But no, Betsy DeVos is just effectively rerouting covid relief funds to private schools so that uh, so that they receive a disproportionate amount of money it's that's
0: disgusting yeah that doesn't sound smart
1: (laughs) well it sounds smart if you're corrupt as fuck this is true um so uh another quote in louisiana for example private schools are estimated to get at least 267% more under DeVos' formula. In the state's Orla- Orleans Parish, at least 77% of its relief allotment would end up going to private schools.
0: I mean, yeah, the people that can already afford to pay for school get more. Mm-hmm.
1: So, this bill does, I will give it this, this bill does urge wealthier schools not to apply for the funds. But it's not going to be enforced. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? Uh, DeVos keeps saying things like, it's time to serve all students, and the funding is meant for all schools. So she's effectively the all-lives-matter of education. I actually hate her. I actively hate her, and I just want her to, to poof off this planet to Mars or something. She can have the private schools of Mars. She can leave us the fuck alone and give our kids some actual funding to actually get education <laughs> instead of fucking... Anyway, so I told you I'd be mad. I'm mad. Go for it. Yeah. That's it that's that's what i have to say i'm gonna sit here and pout while you
0: <laughs> yeah no um yeah no, um so most of my research was around uh availability of internet especially for low-income housing and how that works and you know with schools and all that fun stuff mm-hmm. um because i am uh passionate about education and the level of it's something promised to us in the Constitution. So it should be something that we should all take advantage of and have good access to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if at the end, I can give you my crazy uh, way to fix everything if we want, but it will never happen. But uh, well,
1: we're all about conspiracies and <laughs> theories on this podcast. Why stop now? There we go.
0: So uh, I found an interesting article from the National Center for Education Statistics and they found in 2015 11% of 5 to 17 year old students had no access to the internet or only had dial up access at home which mm. that's a big number 11% it's a lot higher yeah
1: than i thought
0: now i was also confused of dial up like does that that exists is that still a thing
1: I, I believe it is still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: they went on to say the percentage of students who had no access to the internet or only had dial-up access were higher for students living below the poverty line, uh, which is the threat, um, which is 26 percent of that 11 percent, um, mm. and students living at uh, above, at or above the poverty line held 15 percent of that 11 percent. Mm-hmm. So even people that aren't below the poverty level still don't have access to internet. Wow. And it's just, you know, how parents budget, how their house works, where that goes, like
1: million oh, of factors.
0: Um, so I was pre COVID. I was um, not in the camp of internet being a utility. Um, mm-hmm. I think we supplied libraries. They have internet schools, have internet, all that. But as soon as we're like, you have to stay at home, it officially becomes a utility. You mm-hmm. have to be able to go to school. And um, if you can't go to school, then, you know, it's it's unconstitutional, like literally.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, but it's hard for, you know, schools to supply sp- supply these things. Um, you know, you need laptops, you need routers if, if they don't have internet at home. There's been some interesting ways to try and help this for students that they can't. There was one district in Ohio that had a bus with MyFi that would drive around different places, and you could kind of—it would just be around in the houses. Oh. And so you could get MyFi that way. Uh, There's a couple that would set up uh, a Wi-Fi router in the parking lot, and you can be in your car and get internet access to do your schoolwork.
1: Oh wow! Can you imagine having to get your parents to drive you? To a location to just sit in your car and do
0: schoolwork. Exactly. Like, it's a, It's nice to have that option, but it is not very feasible, and it's not expandable no. or continuable. No. Um, so, yeah, it's... It, and this kind of really shows something that's been a problem pre-COVID, but it really starts shining a light on it. That internet service providers, or ISPs, are thieves and generally terrible companies.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Um, there's some that are trying to offer you know, low-wage uh, things for COVID because of this, but most of them still you get a 90-day trial, and then you're back in for the full amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, Comcast has a deal where you can get very basic speeds for $10 a month, and they'll even loan computers for $150 a month, but you're still looking at $160 a month that you didn't have in your budget pre March of this year.
1: Absolutely, even ten more dollars a month. I mean, for anyone that has been that has had to live paycheck to paycheck and stare at your checks and say, "How the fuck am I going to live on this for two weeks?" Ten dollars is not feasible.
0: Absolutely.
1: Like it's just not, and that's including like we talked about in a previous podcast, um, in a previous episode, that there are kids that don't have food. Yeah. Like their parents they weren't buying enough food to feed their kids all day just at night, Yep. so now you have to pay for your kid to eat all day and buy internet access. that's not a thing,
0: yeah so uh yeah, in most schools saw a significant drop off in students and a significant drop off in uh scores at the end of the year too now that could have been related to this is a whole new thing that we quickly shifted at the end of their school year and maybe next year things if they continue to either stay at home or do hybrids that some schools are talking about you know maybe we'll see that kind of even out but i definitely could see you know people just not having access and going well i guess you're not in school anymore
1: yeah absolutely and since you're not in school go work yeah because we need to we need to be able to feed the household now like it I totally agree that 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 is what we're looking at. And I think that people also need to consider... Yes, sure, scores mean nothing at the end of this year. Scores dropping, in my opinion, That's, that's whatever. But if we're looking at, you know, if this second wave really takes, you know, hits really hard, and we don't have schools opening in the fall... Having kids learn things online, that sounds lovely in a utopian world where everybody has enough money and time and everyone ha- is on the meds that they need to be on. But so many children need actual hands-on instruction.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: In order to absor- like, absorb what you want them to learn. And that is no fault of their own. Yep. So, just requiring, okay, well, we'll do this all via Zoom. As much as I love a world where everything's virtual and it's very convenient, it is not conducive for every family. Yeah. And I don't think it's, I mean, especially if you have children with special needs. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, and that is a large population. Absolutely. And so, you're just saying this whole population's not going to get education because we're not going to be able to sit down and teach them and their parents can't go to work anymore because now they have to stay at home all day like it's I'm just like it just drives me crazy that everything drives me crazy right now (laughs) let's just start with that but also it just drives me crazy that these the most disenfranchised always pay
0: first yes yeah the um the shit rolls uphill, apparently, in our current world.
1: Shit rolls uphill, huh?
0: Because people at the bottom of the hill get the shit first.
1: Oh.
0: Should be the other way around, you'd think. Oh, no. I
1: know. It feels the <laughs> other way around. The uphill people are taking massive dumps and they roll down the hill and just settle at the bottom. That's. I can come up with a lot of different diagrams if you'd like. Uh, I can draw them out and I can put them on the Instagram page if that makes you happy.
0: All right. Uh, the, the the flood water drowns the people at the the lowest altitudes first. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yes. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's um. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting to see, and I know I don't know if you've ever taken an online course, even in college or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but-
1: I took a <laughs> I took a wine class <laughs> online. <laughs> I was underage, uh, so I had my uh, boyfriend at the time buy me wine. That was the same wine that I was studying that week, and I would take the class, look at all the notes, take the quiz on Thursday, and drink wine afterwards to celebrate. It was fantastic.
0: <laughs> I took uh, less fun classes. I took um <laughs> I took uh, a server maintenance class. I took a uh, database administration class and one other one um, and because they were only offered online and yeah, I didn't learn crap. <laughs>
1: yeah, for me it was definitely it definitely depended on the content like wine super easy to learn online. Uh but cuz it's basically just reading a wikipedia page. Yeah. and then taking a quiz. But it like I tried to take statistics online and I was like uh wait, what? Mm, my brain's shorting out. I can't do this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, they try and make it classroom like like we had a message board but you're required to post twice a week to every message board when they would raise a question, someone would answer it and then you just go I i agree like i don't know (laughs) yeah you get really good at
1: repeating what the person above you said but then like just putting your twist on it a little to make it count
0: like i could see taking a creative writing class online and that being very conducive if it's just like you know you read your story and people give you hit you know what their thoughts are and the teacher can explain new things but yeah, a lot of hands-on stuff is really hard, and a lot yeah, of yeah, just
1: depends. A
0: lot of technical stuff is really hard. Math for a lot of people is hard without someone showing you, like being there and showing you. Mm-hmm. Um, science is hard if you don't have the equipment at home. Do you have a Bunsen burner? I don't got a Bunsen burner.
1: <laughs> I do not have a Bunsen burner. <laughs> Definitely
0: not. Um, and I actually—I mean,
1: I—I I have a cat, and I have fire. She farts a lot, so (laughs) I could potentially create a very short lived Bunsen burner effect from her asshole. She's staring at me, she's very unhappy with this idea. (laughs)
0: Uh, I had to take one at uh, DeVry University, who was not set up to have any sort of real science class, and it was all weird and virtual, and I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever been to. This, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, so yeah, I, I just, it, it, online it could work great for some people, um, but I, I'm personally not one that I would get a whole lot. It'd have to be very specific classes, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that it's gonna be hard to go forward with that, you know, in a, a post COVID world or pre COVID vaccine world. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's uh, it's crazy.
1: It be crazy, y'all. Yeah, I I'm just I'm so fed up with, and I think what has me fired up about this topic in particular is that we are living in a time when people are trying to, I mean, trying is not even the word anymore. People are begging other people to notice Mm -hmm. the hardships that they've been through and like just vaguely care about people that look like me being raped and murdered and abused, like by the authorities and they just walk off scot-free. Like, and then you have people their response to that is well i've had it hard too i'm like yeah of course you have mm-hmm. you're if you grew up poor yeah fuck yeah you grew up with it hard if you grew up and got abused yeah that fucking sucks so why don't you understand this yeah like why what why do you have to say well i've been abused so therefore i'm not going to stand with you in this fight I want you to be abused more than me. That blows my mind. I just don't get it. And it's so upsetting to me. And when I watch and read these things like Betsy DeVos doing these absolutely atrocious things because she has the power to, it's like (laughs) she's just making it worse. She's making the people who are poor and having a hard time seeing past their pain. And making their lives harder along with a lot of people of color so that though that poor, you know, socioeconomic class of white people that can't sympathize with black people getting killed will just continue generationally. Yeah. It's just fucked. It's all fucked. It makes me so mad. And I think everybody should have a right to education.
0: Well, I mean, they literally do. It is in the Constitution that he, everyone has a right to education. Everyone should have a right to good education and properly funded education is what I, I think you're getting at. I think you're right.
1: <laughs> I think you are right, sir. <laughs> you nailed it.
0: Um, which can bring you to my crazy idea to fix it all. all right. it'll never happen. Okay. Okay. So all uh, educational funding will be uh, related to the state. All right. And what are you going to do? at least in Colorado is how it works, and it's most states, is right now your property tax pays for the schools. So mm-hmm. the house, the nicer houses with the bigger property taxes always have the nicer schools.
1: Of course, yeah. The historically, they built it like that on purpose.
0: Absolutely. So what you do is you take all the money that was going to be for schools and you pull it into one giant pool. This is the education money for our state. Then every Mm -hmm. school tells them how many students they have. You Divide that money per student. Now, every student Mm -hmm. gets $300 a year. It's probably even more than that, but let's just throw out. (laughs) Sure. A number. And so then the school gets uh, $300 per students that they have, and that's each school. So Mm -hmm. that gives everyone an even starting point.
1: I completely agree. I totally agree, and I don't think that's a crazy idea. I think that's a totally normal, like, solution-based, empathetic idea. Um, but, you know, you're not the rich, white, ruling class. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, and
0: that would be a hard one to yeah, get going and get fat. Why, of course. Why should no, my it... pe- taxes pay for these people over here?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like well if you don't have children your taxes are already being used for people.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Hence why I think I have more empathy. It's like I already don't get to use that tax money.
1: <laughs> right. Like might as well it might as well be for everybody. Like it's you're totally right and I, I mean I think that that's another um maybe somehow we can weave it into <laughs> covid, but it's a good topic yeah. in general uh talking about housing inequity and generational wealth and how it was literally designed so in a when we say systemic racism this is what we mean yes exactly system yeah (laughs) no you force the infrastructure of everything we do and all of our systems are built to keep white people rich white people specifically exactly where they want to be
0: yeah and not saying that there's no You know, poor white people, that's obviously a thing. But the system was set up to where it's harder for black people to get into good housing, harder for black people to get good paying jobs to get good housing. So now they're in poor housing, which means their next generation of kids have poor education because they're in a poor educated school. And the cycle just continues and just keeps going forever. And
1: that's the status quo that people are trying to break right now. All right, I will get off my
0: soapbox. Uh, anything else to add to education though in COVID?
1: No, I'm just mad. Just mad. Well, I'm mad all the time now. Well,
0: then we'll get into our distractions to distract you from being mad.
1: Oh, look at that. That was very uh, smooth segue yeah, yeah. there, I'm sir. working on it.
0: <laughs> so every week we go over things that we distract ourselves with from uh, the burning dumpster fire that is outside our window. That's called 2020
1: it's getting dangerously close to my window (laughs) much like my neighbor (laughs)
0: just draw a dick on the window that's my answer to everything just draw a dick
1: (laughs) i don't know if that would help me but all right
0: (laughs) uh so what have you been distracting yourself with
1: uh honestly i've been working like a fiend which is good um i've been Lucky to have some like back-to-back projects that have been keeping me busy, uh, and also paying my bills. So that is excellent. Not complaining at all. Um. So yeah, that's I. I just I work and work and work and, you know, every day I'm working, usually fourteen to sixteen hours, and then at the end of the day I because I don't sleep anymore. That's like a thing of the past. Sleeping. So twenty nineteen, and so. <laughs> I uh I, when it comes to, you know, distracting myself from the terror outside, I frankly cannot. Um, I I'm always thinking about it. Um it's always running through my mind. It's like a little evil hamster wheel. It's like well it's like an evil hamster wheel, but like what's running it is like a cracked out mongoose. <laughs> that that's what the constant terror feels like in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and so um I but I did buy a book. I bought uh The Gift of Therapy uh by Irvin D. Yalom. He is supposed to be awesome. Um and this is this book has the potential to help me with with my therapy that I'm doing right now. Good. So um Reading right now feels like an insurmountable task like you have to quiet your mind enough to like read something that isn't about people dying uh, but I'm gonna try really hard and hopefully it does improve so that's my that's my goal for this week is to try to read some of this book <laughs> maybe just the intro who knows we'll see <laughs> What about you? What are you distracting yourself?
0: Um, from? I've taken a break from the world. With um, I finally started some, the chilling adventures of Sabrina, and
1: oh my God, it's been how many years? It's been like four fucking years since. There's
0: three it seasons, yeah.
1: God damn it, Matt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's what happens when you watch all the Arrowverse shows. You don't got time for anything.
1: Clearly not. God, I watched the first season with my partner when we were just starting to see each other <laughs> that that was a long time ago not four years ago it's been like three years i guess
0: there's three seasons so i think it's three years but you know with netflix's release schedule that doesn't necessarily mean much but <laughs> <laughs> that's true
1: anyway yeah, okay so you're watching sabrina well in, i'm proud of well you
0: into it it's good um Lots of band stuff still going on. we're doing a stream in a couple of weeks. Uh, we just finished Mm-mm. a new song in a week in a week. you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, we just uh, yeah we just just about putting the final touches on a new song that should be ready for the stream. hopefully. I mean, we'll play it anyways if it's a uh, you know crash, then it happens. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what art is. It's a lot of just I'm gonna do this. if it works great. if it doesn't, great.
0: And then, um, yeah, just uh, reading comics. I will say, though, if you need another book, it's a light read, and it's a very nice read, and I suggest it to everybody. Oh, hit my mic stand. <laughs> uh, Bonfire by the amazing, beautiful, talented Kristen Ritter. It's a very good book. How did I know you were going to
1: <laughs>
0: plug that book?
1: I'm just so shocked. Uh that you would say something like that.
0: <laughs> Everyone should read it though. It's actually really good.
1: Hmm. Well, good for her.
0: So, yeah. Um, And that's pretty much, yeah, just kind of TV and waiting for a break. I need a good vacation again. Which I have one coming up. Oh my up, god. So.
2: Yay! I'm
0: taking some time off for 4th uh, of July, even though this is the first year in like Ten years that I haven't gone to an Outlaws uh, lacrosse game for Fourth of July because obviously they don't have a season. Right. I got an email from them telling, talking about how they're planning their season. I was like, "You're still even thinking? Like I thought you just called it good. (laughs) I totally forgot you're even bothering trying." Uh, Yeah, they they did say there's no. If they do do it, they're not gonna have home games. They're gonna do like a NBA style thing where they're all gonna be like sequestered mm. but I just don't see that happening for lacrosse it'd work for basketball going to work for lacrosse
1: yeah who knows I just all of the sports things I just feel so bad for all of them and half of the Denver athletes have COVID right now and it's just yeah it's wild
0: yeah baseball's like we're ready to go I think we're going no never mind everyone's got COVID um <laughs> yeah exactly so this isn't Jeez. gonna work yeah <laughs> And all right, so let's move on to uh, our favorite uh, section of the show. Only in a pandemic.
1: And major civil unrest. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> no ding. <laughs> ding was never part of our thing. That is That is someone else's thing. We're not going to steal their ding. We can do dong if you'd like. <laughs>
0: So these are stories, uh, either personal or things you come across in the world that could only happen in a pandemic or major civil unrest. Uh, So what did you find this week?
1: Uh, So mine is fun. Um, Only in a pandemic do I cry when I get a flat tire. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) So usually when shit goes awry, I pride myself and i I. I feel very uh, comfortable with just reacting very even keeled there. There's been a lot of chaos in my life when shit goes really wrong. Usually I like feel myself go and I like kind of descend into myself and I'm just like, okay, shit just went wrong. Let's handle it. You know, not a big deal. Let me call whoever, blah, blah, blah. And you just fix it. Mm -hmm. You fix it. You don't have to call anyone. You just take care of the problem and that's it. So this time, uh, I was deciding to, um, that same adventure I was saying earlier, I was going to go do that uh, margaritas and scream into the void situation. Um, bef- this was after the weird guy stared at me for an abnormal amount of time. Um, I was, I picked up some tortilla chips and I was heading over and then I felt the flub, 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 flub. Oh no. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I pull over and, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to change my tire. But instead, like my brain said, all right, chill, no problem. We got this. Let's change the tire. And then my brain was like, no, you're going to die. They're gonna come out here and they're gonna beat you to a bloody pulp and you're gonna die by yourself in the middle of this random ass neighborhood in henrico and that is this is the end of you so panic attack happened instead of changing a tire uh and so i cried and it was stupid and um it wasn't stupid but i I was just annoyed with myself (laughs) and then uh i called geico Uh, because i was like i am shaking there's no way i'm gonna like throw up all over the tire that's not gonna change it so i called geico and uh they came um well i had to wait an hour and thankfully my friend claire came and sat with me one parking space away (laughs) in her car (laughs) and we waited for the person to come together so um thank you so much to Claire and she's amazing and she has the most beautiful luxurious long bright fucking blue hair I've ever seen in my life and I'm in love with her and her <laughs> hair and she brought her dog and it was it was just lovely to have someone and I accidentally to add on top of all of the panic I the place that I pulled over in I accidentally pulled over across from a police station which right now feels very dangerous (laughs) so yeah i told her where where i was and she was like i'm coming right away i'll be there in 10 minutes and i was like oh thank you so i was a mess but i have a donut on my car and hopefully i'll get a new tire at some point i just don't want to see people but i will do the thing
0: and hopefully with mm, donuts. fewer
1: panic attacks. What?
0: Mmm, donuts. I know. Oh, there's a Simpsons reference for the day. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> Simpsons, they get everywhere. It's like glitter. They're the glitter of the cartoon world. They are. All right. Anyway, so that's my <laughs> stupidly long story. And yes, re- truly, only in a pandemic do I fucking cry in a crisis. <laughs> it's you annoying.
0: Can, you know, brain's going to brain.
1: Brain's gonna brain, man. I may need to change my meds. Like, I've been looking at this like, oh, this is temporary. You know, I'm having these
0: reactions
1: to this terrible situation. It's normal, blah, blah, blah. But everything will go back to normal. But things are going back to normal.
0: So, have you tried cocaine?
1: I have not tried cocaine.
0: It might help. Why don't you should try it.
1: I. Don't think that,
0: that would help me out. <laughs> or I could be like, uh, you know, the new pyramid scheme. Have you tried CBD oil?
1: Oh my god! <laughs> stop it! I'm see. Hey, CBD helps a lot of it people, does, but and it's I'm so a happy, happy for scheme. them. Yeah, it is not something that cures my anxiety, and it's not going to be something that cures my anxiety. Please stop telling me <laughs> to take CBD. Forget, Karen. see i just uh,
0: i just flip back and be like well i tried meth and you know i'm uh, i'm pretty happy with that
1: (laughs) oh man god i would love to see their faces anyway all right well what about you what is what's your story
0: so uh only in a pandemic is florida gonna out florida itself oh boy (laughs) so there's been a lot but the one i found the funniest and the greatest is um Another one of those at your, you know, city council meeting yelling at them uh, videos is she was saying masks were her against her religious freedom because she can't get God's breath into her.
1: (gasps) Whoa. (laughs) That is a whole new level of Florida.
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) I grew up there and I don't even think I saw that level of Florida. (laughs) Holy crap.
0: Yeah, like. Well, one, if God's breathing into you, hopefully he doesn't have COVID. Because, I mean, you don't want that's people true. breathing yeah. directly into you right now. Like, no. That's a bad
1: plan. And, <laughs> uh, God damn it! Is it one of those cults where, like, God is speaking through the lead dude that has sex with everybody and he's like, I have God's breath. Let me blow it into your vagina. And you'll be God's woman for three minutes and then I'm going to go do it to this other lady, too. <laughs>
0: Uh, are you are you starting a cult that sounded very planned out already?
1: Oh God <laughs> no that's not my cult. I don't like cults <laughs> um, If people decide if if I don't I can't even imagine a world where I would be part of a cult, let alone lead one because as soon as I notice that people are doing what I say, I'd be like, I think you guys should all shave your heads. And I think that uh, lamps go up your bum. I think that's where they go now, <laughs> and just keep going until they're like they have candles on every tit, and that's just how they like walk through the world by balancing candles on their tits. I, I don't know. Like as as soon as like I can't help it, I'd be like, you guys are fucking
0: idiots. <laughs> Well, I've been part of many cults, both as a leader and a follower. You have more fun as a follower, but you make more money as a leader. So, Huh. Now, there's my office reference for you.
1: It is. It is indeed. I didn't remember it until you said it was a reference, and then I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh, yeah, that is from the office.
0: (laughs) Also in a pandemic and massive civil unrest, um... Do those two things fight for each other on the headlines? Because that feels like life right now. (laughs) It is. This week feels very COVID heavy, so I feel like next week's going to be very civil unrest heavy. I mean, we'll see if they switch back and forth, but (laughs) that seems to be like you got one or the other coming at (laughs) you.
1: Yeah, it really is. Like it's. I recently rewatched The Matrix. And that like bullet dodging scene that we all know so well is just twenty twenty, except we didn't dodge them. We just stood <laughs> just there took and it. took it. Ugh, boy, yeah.
0: Well, let's go ahead and end this uh, podcast about uh, l- lamps up your bums <laughs> with our. Don't forget the titty candles. <laughs> <laughs> with our hermit level so on a level uh 10 being uh you know a full-on hermit howard hughes putting titties candles on your titties because no (laughs) one will ever see you and a level one being uh out out in the world uh finding cult followers (laughs) Where, where are you at on your hermit level
1: solid 9.5, so I feel like this scale was made for me. <laughs> I don't have candles on my titties, but I do have a lot of candles here, and I have a lot of time on my hands.
0: I thought so. you were going to say I have a lot of titties. <laughs> a lot of candles, if, and I got a lot of titties.
1: <laughs> hey, if we count the cat's titties, there's a lot of titties in this house. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm a solid 9.5. Not quite at ten because I did leave my house. Uh but then I had a flat tire and had to come straight back to my house. Um but I I don't wanna talk to people, I don't want to be around them, I'm not talking to people. I hate them all and they're scary and the guy that lives above me is terrifying.
0: So uh, Yay That's unfortunate.
1: Eh, it's it's twenty twenty. It is, it's twenty twenty, bro. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> Where are you at? Are you still a social butterfly?
0: Uh, not quite as much this week. Um, you know, I haven't gone to any protests in fourteen days. Um, mostly to kind of let everyone around me calm down because I've gotten a lot of like, "Are you sure you didn't catch anything? What's go-? Like, How do you feel? Do, have you been taking a temperature?" And I'm like, I mean, "I'm fine." <laughs> so uh, because of that, uh, you know, just grocery store and back. I have uh, the band did jam. Um, so I'm hanging out with those three cool dudes. They um, are cool
1: dudes.
0: <laughs> and dudes that are cool. They are. <laughs> and, but that's pretty much about it. Uh, I might have some plans this weekend, depending on how my tests come back, to I can go, hey, proof, negative. Yeah. Um, but also I got the proof of, you know, it's been two weeks, and I am fine.
1: Symptom free. Yeah.
0: Which, I mean, I yeah. have no scientific basis for this. But I'm going to say septum rings prevent illness.
1: <laughs> Y'all can't see my f- eyebrows, but they are furrowed to the maximum level.
0: I mean. Don't
1: look at me like that. <laughs> no. No, Matt. You're not going to add to the <laughs> madness of these people that are like the. What are they called? QAnon, whatever people that are like the. 5G is oh, yeah. the... Okay, alright I mean, no, Matt. I'd be no, in favor Matt.
0: of more people getting septum rings though I'd be mean, okay
1: On this podcast, <laughs> just everyone note that Luna, the goth, does not condone Matt's denial of scientific facts
0: <laughs> There hasn't been a study that says that conclusively septum rings do not prevent Okay, let's wrap
1: this up. I'm, or I'm going to reach through this screen and smack you around a little bit.
0: Okay. Well, if ever if anyone can, wants to find you and ask where to get a septum ring, where can they find you at? Or a or they a boob can candle?
1: Where can they find that at? No.
0: <laughs> where can they find a titty candle if they find Oh, you
1: know. oh yeah, for titty candles, come on down. <laughs> come on, come on over to my page. So you can find me at Luna underscore Minui on instagram and twitter i am now active on both i'm actually more active on twitter than i am on instagram right now It's the world is seriously upside down guys <laughs> um so yeah that's where you can find me uh i post mostly nonsense but i guess that's everybody um and then you can find the podcast at, at goth and sloth on instagram and twitter um and gmail oh yeah gmail come email us send us an email yeah please uh also like hang out with us online say things yeah we're there we want to talk to you (laughs) um and if you have more ideas about what we could talk about on the podcast i love suggestions so that'd be awesome uh yeah what about you matt Where can people find you if they do want septum rings and leave me out of the conversation?
0: (laughs) I'm at wizard underscore Matt on Twitter and wizard cosplay on the Instagram. Much more active on the Twitter. Uh, But I try on Instagram at times. And uh, my band is Leonardo Leonardo Band on SoundCloud. And my YouTube channel is Matt the Pharaoh Wizard. Dun, da-da! So, uh, yeah, thanks for joining us on another episode of The Goth and the Sloth.
1: Yeah, wash your hands, guys.
0: And wear a goddamn mask.
1: Yep. Bye.